Welcome to Camdeners, the official podcast for the Camden Clean Air Initiative with me, Jeffrey Young. In this podcast, we get to know and discover the lives of Camdeners, those special individuals shaping the unique and vibrant culture of the borough of Camden. Welcome to Camdeners. I'm delighted to be here today with Dan Martinson, who's the founder of It's Bagels in Primrose Hill. Welcome, Dan. Thank you for having me. I was totally blown away when I went past your venue just the night before you opened. And I thought, wow, that's a old school bagel shop in Primrose Hill in our local neighborhood. And I thought, wow, that's, that's awesome. That's going to do well. But then I was even more blown away a couple of days later when I saw the lines wrapping around the block, even on the other side of the road. I thought something's happening. And um, there's just, you've just created a kind of a whole sensation in the neighborhood of Primrose Hill. And, um, I, you know, I couldn't resist bringing you in on to, onto this and saying like, you know, what have you done? How have you done it? But first, a little bit of background on yourself and, and, and how you got started with It's Bagels. Oh, um, I don't know where to start. I mean, I'm from New York, just outside the city. Um, I, I grew up, uh, I grew up eating bagels like everybody does in the area. You know, it's just, part of the, you know, it's as much as anyone gets pizza or, you know, take out Chinese or whatever else, you know, uh, even more so bagels are a staple of life there. So, you know, it was, it was always part of my culture, uh, not Jewish culture, not, um, you know, there was nothing, I mean, yes, Jewish culture, but not like, it was just, you get everybody in a bagel shop yeah. there. It's not, you know, it's, it's, it's just part of part of New York life, part of the tri-state area life even. Um, so yeah, so so in terms of bagels, that's that's pretty much all. I mean, I've worked in a bagel shop at 14, 15 years old for maybe a year or two, um, you know, just to make money, not out of interest in bagels. I mean, the, the free bagels were a nice perk, I suppose. Um, but yeah, I grew up there, um, just north of the city, and... Uh, I got into art and photography, wound up going to school for that, studied at Rhode Island School of Design, wanted to be an art photographer, uh, did that for a few years, um, and I was also a waiter and a busboy and everything else that I had to do to make money, uh, other um, nefarious things as well, I'm probably not supposed to mention on the podcast, and <clears throat> eventually found myself kind of, I don't know, um, more of a more of a, you know, a waiter and a street hustler than I was an actual artist. I don't know if there's really like, a, a, there's a blurry line between the two perhaps, but I wasn't really making any money. So I got into, um, uh, a friend of mine was just opening a studio, uh, which is now quite well known. It's called Milk Studios and said, um, you know, why don't you come intern for us? And I did and did that internship for about a summer and suddenly realized there was this whole world of photography where you can make a living <laughs> and not just and not struggle as much as I was and so I got into assisting and then from that I really I did quite enjoy like all the travel really for me was what what made it um attractive so I I, I traveled as an assistant I got I mean to me it was like I got to get paid to travel and to do photography and like, what's better than that? It's like my, my, my three favorite things in the world, 
you know, money, travel, and photography. <laughs> anyway, um, so that was, I mean, that's over 20 years ago now. It's about 20 years ago now. Um, and so I started assisting, worked for various photographers, um, worked for just about everybody um, in in the fashion industry and 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 on the sort of portrait music stuff as well, celebrity photography, things like that, um, and went out on my own and had a good run of it when I was young. The, the timing was right. Um, I had taught myself how to retouch, so I was able to do all that stuff without having that as an overhead extra cost that most most young photographers struggle with because they spend all the money they make on photography on paying a retoucher a lot of the times back then anyway um and uh yeah i've made it i've made a, a living for now uh, over 16 years or so and um and it's you know it's still my great passion and you know eventually i think it was 2000 yeah it was 2019 um in july uh, my wife and i had decided to give give it a shot here. We moved from New York. She's English. She's born and raised um, actually mostly overseas until she was about um, nine or 10 and moved here to to Surrey and and ha- had lived here ever since. And then we met in uh, back in 2010. You know, love story, fall in love, marriage, kids, house, blah, blah, blah. And in 2019, you know, decided it was time to to make a change. We had a kid in Brooklyn, it was, it's, Brooklyn's like the least kid-friendly place, at least where we were living. Um, no offense to Brooklyn and no offense to all my friends with kids uh, in Brooklyn. Slope, but, <laughs> seems like push chairs. It's a tough place to raise a kid. And, and to be honest with you, I, I you know, even, even growing up in New York, I never really thought to raise kids in the city. Um, it was sort of just, uh, it just sort of happened. We had, we, you know, we had a life there. We had two careers um, and, and had a kid. And then um, I think it was just, the combination of like the the sort of the the streets of New York with the Trump era and the 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 guns and the gangs and the this and then that and all the news and everything I think it was just tough being in New York um, so tough so that I noticed really my wife was struggling and um, and 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 in a way I was too I mean it was it was a, it was a hard time to be in the states um, during that during that era if you weren't you know like a chess beating right wing psychopath. Um, so we moved, we moved over here and found out we were pregnant with a second, um, well, my wife was anyway, uh, with, uh, with our second child and with my son, Oliver. And, um, yeah, so we had him in October of 19 and before we knew it, we were locked down just a few months later. I think it was like less than six months later, we were locked down, uh, stuck in London and, um, in many ways, I look back on that time as like the most beautiful gift I could have ever been given. I got to spend every day with my family and and cook and clean and travel around to all the parks in the city. And, you know, it was it was this great sort of reset. Um, uh, difficult at times, obviously, scary at times and hard to be away from home. Uh, and so one of the big things for me was, you know, every so often I'd wake up and just be fed up with all of it. I think we all went through that. Uh, and I think it was kind of the combination of um, being homesick and wanting to kind of fix that without, you know, I couldn't go home. You obviously being from Australia, I'm sure, I don't know how long, how often you go back, but I have Australian friends that spent, those, you know, those two weeks in that hotel 
just to get Me, you did yeah, you did, did it that. yeah great I mean Godspeed <laughs> I got a view of the Sydney Harbour Bridge actually <laughs> for two weeks wow. and watched the Australian Open <laughs> oh wow how bad I got lucky you got lucky timing is everything say. as you you know we'll talk about in a minute <laughs> yeah 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 exactly um, so one of the things I missed was, was, was bagels obviously that was like one of the things I was just like you know I just want to get up go out and get a bacon egg and cheese on a bagel or a bagel and cream cheese or whatever I, I, want, I just want this one basic familiar thing that I that I had my whole life really had. Um, and being like a big sort of home cook, chef thing, whatever you want to call it. I'm not a chef, but I cook a lot, um, especially during lockdown. I was I was essentially a short order cook for two kids and a wife. And I was experimenting with things. I got really uh, into cooking with, you know, more Japanese food, which I hadn't really gotten into. You can order stuff online and all this stuff. Anyway, I uh, got into eventually bread and Bagels. Bread was always a hobby anyway. I would I would get, you know, I would go for like four or six months, have a starter, feed it, feed it, feed it until the kitchen was so sticky. I kind of gave up on it and realized also you can buy a really great loaf of bread for about five, six pounds. <laughs> Don't have to destroy your kitchen and do it. Um, but bagels was like a fun hobby mm-hmm. and I sucked at it and I kept trying and I kept trying and I kept trying. And um, we were just talking about them before I got on, but um, I would go for... Um, rides uh, with my with my friend bike rides we'd cycle like four or five times a week with a couple friends my friend Andy and Chris and Chris being the owner of uh, co-owner of Caravan um, and I was telling Chris you know I can't find a good bagel he's like oh go to Brick Lane go to here yeah. I'm like no that's not what I'm talking about so we would I, I at that point I would cycle around all over London without those guys just to check out these bagel shops and none of them hit the spot um and long story short uh i eventually worked with one of uh chris has a had a baker working for him who helped me get the get the brand off the ground well at the time i didn't realize it was a brand but helped me figure out the recipe and um during lockdown you know have everybody had these like whatsapp groups right like for the neighborhood hey i'm going to the shop any little old ladies need some carrots and peas or whatever um and so we were all in touch in our neighborhood um you know so and so sick can you please get her meds blah 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 you know it's it was like it was this great community thing happening right so every time i'd go to the market i'd put it on there and somehow someone said hey does anybody want any bagels this weekend and i was like yes i do a (laughs) hundred percent bagels locks all of it so they do this great big order they get this really beautiful lox from, or sorry, smoked salmon, uh, to to the, to the locals um, from from um, up north, and they get these bagels from who knows where. And I was thinking, finally, got my bagel, yeah. and it arrives and it's garbage. <laughs> and so <laughs> it was it was months later when when I thought I really kind of got the recipe pretty pretty damn close that I thought, you know, I'm gonna put this on the WhatsApp group, right. see if everybody. See if anybody wants one. You know, maybe I'll, maybe, you know, a couple families might say so. So I go to like the bagel WhatsApp, yep. which is literally what it was from our neighborhood. And I put it out there, say, hey guys, if anybody wants bagels this weekend, you know, let me know. I got an order for 250 bagels. Whoa. Well, not one order, but like yeah. 30 orders for 250 yeah. bagels. I was like, wow. holy shit. <laughs> what am I going to do? You know? So luckily, Chris allowed us to bake over a caravan at their bakery. 
and I had never made more than a dozen bagels at a time. Uh, but it worked. You know, I don't. I would love to have tried. I would love to now go back in time and taste those exact bagels. But we managed to get them out, and people loved them. And they were like, "This is great. When's the next delivery?" And I said, uh, "Next weekend." Like an idiot. And the same thing happened the following weekend, the weekend after that. And next thing you know, I sort of, you know, was making stickers and sticking them on the bags and branding things a little bit because that's really where I'm from. You know, is that creative world and that way. Not that bag- making bagels is not creative but you know in terms of branding and you know yeah. that's that's the world i come from in a way you know marketing and branding and yeah. um so that's where it really all sort of started wow yeah. and, and then you you took the plunge to take a real shop yeah so you you mentioned happen? anthony earlier um anthony my business partner one of my two business partners um was just a customer we set up a little website i uh you know where you can go and order for the sunday every week people log on and um and then i hired a pr thinking okay let's get this out there let's be a cool pop-up weekend pop-up right got the pr pr uh, uh was um sophie orbaum she's uh with hearts group and and her girls harriet and bella and and all the and they and they, <clears throat> they um they really helped get the word out they would they would kind of uh, get these little articles written about this like little secret pop up that was happening, and anyway, Anthony winds winds up ordering bagels, and he loved them. He flipped out, and Anthony you met is a, like kind of emphatic, like really, he's such a character, and and if he likes something, there's you know you know it, it. Yeah. you really know it, and he loved it, and he asked, he called Sophie, who he knew, and said. I need this guy's number. I want to talk to him. He needs to make a shop out of this. And I'd already kind of been thinking about it. You know, work was slow between Brexit and COVID. Like as a photographer here in, 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 in London, it got slow enough to where I had time to have a hobby like this. You know, um, I travel for work often, but you know, photo work comes and drips and drabs sometimes. And especially at that point, you know, it was, it was, it was slow enough to where when I met Anthony, uh, he's like, man, you know, or mate, mate, <laughs> as you say <laughs> you know uh, I don't know but this has to be something you have to make this I, I, it's gotta be it's gotta be bigger this has gotta be something so he really saw it and and uh, I said well alright well listen if if you know anybody that wants to give me some money to start, start a shop like let's go let's do it I'm, I'm down and uh, so he found my friend my now friend dear friend and partner our friend the third amigo, I suppose, uh, Adam, uh, Adam Rubin. He's he's based in in uh, L.A. Um, and and is a childhood friend of of Anthony's. And when he yeah. reached out to uh, when when we reached out to him, we talked. And he's he owns a couple bagel shops over in L.A. Uh, he owns a matcha company, among other things. And and you know he's 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 a young entrepreneur and like really smart, gets it. And so between the two of them and I, we put together a deal. And the rest is history, I suppose. We found the shop and built it out and didn't expect to do what we're doing now, but not so, so How did you get that many people so quickly into the No into fucking the idea. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I could tell you, like, it's all, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, right? Like, yeah. you never really, I, could, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I still don't know what I'm doing, yeah. by the way. <laughs> um, but I didn't know, you know, 
All right. So on some level, I was like, okay, I know based on the pop-up, we're going to be really popular with Americans. We're going to be popular with like the sort of North London Jew. And we are going to, we're going to be a cool shop in an otherwise really pretty neighborhood. It's right by the park. You know, I was thinking um, I'd have a place to go and do all my, my work on my laptop as I sat with a coffee and a bagel. You know, it's like nice, quiet little cafe oh, yeah. where I can hang out, yeah. <laughs> listen to my music, uh, you know, get my friends to come through, yeah. have a coffee and a bagel with yeah. me, you know, yeah. and I could do my pre-production and my yeah. post-production and I can work on merch for the shop because I love yeah. that stuff. Yeah. And um, that would it'd be a nice little place for me to go, you know, like cheers. Uh, and that didn't happen at all. It was like, uh, we did this. You know, and 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 it's a big testament to uh, to the Hearts uh, team, to 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 Sophie and them, and, and you know they <clears throat> they've they they ride me all the time because uh, ironically, as much as I come from that world, um, now that I'm on the other side of it, now that I'm a client, I kind of I struggle with uh, all the PR stuff. I actually, weirdly love podcasts. I listen yeah. to tons of them, and so this is this feels kind of fine. Yeah. Um, but you know, they, they, you get these, you get asked these questions and. You know, you do you do all the press and the PR and stuff, and you know we send bagels to uh, to people that are in food and and people that are in um, in my world and in, in fashion and in and in in, in in media and and that was just how I knew to get the word out, you know. And so, you know, day one we had the friends and family, which uh, I remember you coming by the night before. I was I was probably in a state. I think I weighed about fifteen pounds less than I do now was a nice side effect I suppose ironically open a bagel shop and lose weight uh, and the next day yeah we have the friends and family open can't get the tills to work which we didn't need to charge we weren't charging anybody we wanted to put orders through so we just wound up making a ton of bagels chopping them up and handing them out and we had like you know probably 250 people out on the streets of, of uh, Primrose Hill on Regents, uh, Regents Park Road there and it was a beautiful day sun was out it was, it was great in fact we were so blessed with good weather in September yeah. and October. It was, it's amazing for us. I couldn't have planned it better. Um, and, you know, I think like, okay, well, I've invited all these people here for free food. Like, of course, they're going to come. And then the next day, we kind of we kind of soft opened. And it was busy. But I also thought, you know, okay, this is a novelty. We're new. Uh, Friday comes along. We have the press, a press release day. Again, giving away food to the press that we've invited. Giving them champagne. It was a pretty mild day. It was it was an easy peasy day, you know. Mm. Champagne and bagels. Yeah. Probably forty or fifty people from the press come to. And I'm thinking like, all right, you know, great. And then Saturday happens, and I don't know if there was like, I'm not really sure how how it all went down, but I came in on Saturday morning, probably at five thirty or six to make sure the bake was all going well, the shop was really open. Because I knew this was our first weekend open. I never opened a restaurant before, I know, but I know that that's a, the first weekend's a big deal, especially in, uh, in a shop like that. And I mean, the line was 200 people long. In part because we were so damn slow at doing everything. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I still a lot of bagels for the yeah. first day. <laughs> it was like, wait for an hour in the line and then wait for an hour for your bagel was like our, our philosophy at first. And it, and it really creates a lot of buzz because I, I got to say the Brits love a queue. You know, they love to line. They see, they see one and they just get in it whether they know what it's for or not, it seems. Um, 
And I think Americans are good at that as well. <laughs> I don't know. I am. I am like. I. I don't queue for anything. It drives my wife nuts. Um, because I'll cut the queue. I admit. Uh, if I can, if I can come up with some strategy to get ahead of all the people, yeah. or I just won't get the damn bagel. I would never wait in my own line. This is a funny thing. Like I wouldn't wait in the queue for a bagel. That <laughs> wait for an hour for a bagel. <laughs> Crazy. Um. So anyway, yeah, we uh, we've we've. It's just. There's no secret. I mean, make good bagels, make it a fun spot. There is probably a secret, but no one's told me yet. Yeah. I don't know what it is. We evidently there was some TikToker, and I don't even know who did it, but there was some TikToker. I don't even do kid people call them TikTokers. I guess. I guess you yeah. know what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> okay, no so idea. that was the TikTok, TikTok strategy wasn't planned. Wasn't planned. Wow. Okay. Wasn't planned. So after the first week. You know, did the business continue to get stronger and stronger? Is it plateaued yet, or where, where, where are we um, now? Well, I think it's I think it's sort of plateaued now, but in a great place. I mean, like the first month, it was just more, 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 and we were just barely keeping up. You know, we were running out of bacon, we were running out of eggs, we were running out of cheese, we were running out of this. Like every, it seemed like every day I was at a waitress falling asleep, uh, standing up you know, picking up 200 kilos of bacon or going up to wing yip to buy like two gigantic boxes of eggs yep. that would all be gone by the following day. Wow. You know, we had like six, 700 people in a day on a weekend still. Yeah. And what's great is that the weekends are still great. We still have the same veracity on the weekends that we did day one, even though the weather's like, you know, 20 degrees cooler or whatever. And, and it's raining from time to time. I mean, look, Primrose Hill, you can see it. Like you look at the forecast, the weather forecast, you yep. can tell how well you're going to do that week. But it never gets bad. I mean, so far we've been like really lucky. Um, I think bagels are good. That helps, you know. Best day so far? Money-wise? Whatever. How many bagels? Oh, we've sold out of 2,500 bagels. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the best day. Um, and we average, like during the week, we'll do about, like on a Monday, 800 to 1,000. We'll, and then we creep up all the way to Friday. We're doing like 1,500 to 1,800. And on the weekends, we're doing 2,000 to 2,300 roughly now, bagels. And then what's crazy too is like here, people don't, you know the New Yorkers because they show up at 7 a.m., they yeah. get a bag of bagels and schmears and they walk away. And they're in and out and it's five minute ordeal for them. And they've taken 24 or 12 bagels, a bunch of cream cheeses, chicken yep. salad, whatever, some salmon, and they're, they're out. So they come in seven o'clock on Saturday morning and they clear us out practically. <laughs> they get like a bunch yeah. of New Yorkers in. But then everyone else wants sandwiches. Yep. So you got like 150 people in the queue sometimes and they all want a sandwich, which is great for from a profit standpoint, from like, you know, <clears throat> they look great. People... Instagram them and yeah. TikTok them and whatever else, yeah. you know. Uh, but 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 it's a different culture. And like in New York, I'd say fifty fifty people are going just getting a bag of bagels, bringing them home, yeah. bringing them to the office or whatever. So beyond the PR, you must have done something else, right? Obviously, you, you, yeah, we've got the product right, no doubt. Is um, tell us about the sort of the operational um, <laughs> sort of how you're finding that because you know you're, you're you're managing not to. Not to screw it up with too many customers there. If they're, if they're coming back and uh, oh. something's having right, must have been a journey. Uh, just yeah. this unexpected success. Well, the, the, well, 
the the thing that everyone in the restaurant industry and the restaurant industry has been so kind to me and i mean like friends and people i didn't know were friends neighbors that are in the cafe business and the and 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 you know you you know what it's like everyone's so kind here i had no idea everyone and everyone's saying to me um you know new york is like really competitive and people think that you know don't give secrets away don't like but in the restaurant industry here for whatever reason everyone's really happy to help you out we run out of eggs. We have my neighbors just bringing over eggs for us. They're like, don't worry, don't charge. It's amazing. I mean, I give them bagels all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's great. But anyway, all of them were saying every single time, oh, you got all the right problems. You have all the right problems. Yeah. And I'm like, I slept three hours last night. Yeah. And the entire time I was sleeping, I was yeah. dreaming about bagels and how how wrong it's going to go. Uh, you know, so the operations part has been hands down the hardest. Staffing. um, maintaining consistency maintaining quality dealing with people's personal stuff yeah. <laughs> you know i don't i don't i never really dealt with this as a, as a as a photographer you get a couple assistants you know they work for you they either work or they don't this, yeah. you don't have you don't have to worry about laying people off in the same way yeah. here like if someone doesn't work out in photography they just don't get in a call the next time isn't nothing's full time. Yeah. I have one full time assistant who I yeah. love, and I always sort of had had one full time assistant. But that's that's it. Here I've got you know the the operations are. I said, I, I, you can't you can't tell somebody that they're not doing a good job. You have to, you know and 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 it's a real learning curve for me. Yeah. I genuinely because yeah. I'm American and I'm brash and I'll walk in the shop and I'll I'm not very good at hiding my emotions and I'll be like, what's this? Why are we making that? What? How come this bagel's this big and that bagel's that big? What you know? What the yep. fuck? And that's been hard, yeah. but um, you know, like anything, if you if you if you put enough into it, you know, we sort of figure out what um, what works, what doesn't, and it's you know, look, like I said, you know, a couple thousand bagels a day, it's all repetition. So like, you know, with repetition, you learn, you get better, you get into rhythms. People find what works for them. It may not be my way exactly. I don't want to be that kind of a boss. I don't want to be, you know, cracking a whip. But at the same time, you know, we have a certain quality, a certain standard. How you get there is up to you. If you do it in a reasonable time frame, if you do it in a way that's safe and, you know, all the rest of it, fine. Um, so I've had to let go of a lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I, yeah. I am a control freak. And I like things just the way they are. Yeah. And that's a big part of our success. Yeah. But my mental health, <laughs> as you know, yeah. my mental health requires me to like take a step back sometimes and be like, you know what? You can't control everything. Yeah. Um, and eventually we got there. I mean, right now I, I could not, I was just saying to my wife last night, I was like, I was in the shop yesterday. We are killing it. And yeah. we have less staff on now per shift, which has made us better and faster. So I think we were bumping into each other. That shop is like a sardine can. It's a fucking yeah. shoebox, tiny. Yeah. Um, and for, you know, for 800 square feet for us to be pumping out that much homemade bagels, it's, uh, I'm really proud of it. I'm really proud of it. Are you making it on premises now? All of it. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I mean, we don't like literally make the cheese, but we no, get no. we get the cream cheese yeah. in, we mix it, yeah, we whip sure. it, we yeah. package it and everything. Yeah. Right. What's the, what's the most popular item? Oh, it, it it's funny. So in the mornings, it's bacon, egg, and cheese, yep. and in the afternoons, it becomes the works. The works is uh, the bagel with cream cheese, lox, aka salmon, um, onions, capers, lemon. 
delicious. I want well, one now. I've tested myself, and you're definitely <laughs> right up there. As good, okay, as, good. as, if not better than H&H Bakers <laughs> in the Upper East Side um, on 2nd Avenue, New, you know, Manhattan. I, I, you know, took it to the taste test, and I was, uh, yeah, I was in New York the next day afterwards, and uh, uh, went and did a taste test with them, and yeah, you're right up there. So cool. It's, uh, I'll take that. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm glad to hear it. Um, and that's and that's really what we're trying to do is like as much as we're trying to appeal to the, the the sort of locals, we're trying to do something that's like unapologetically a New Yorker. Yeah, a New York thing, right? So um, as much as I love all the compliments from the locals here, and I really do, because I get all kinds of comments that aren't compliments. Believe me. Um, I'm waiting for the brick to come through the window one day from one of my neighbors because they don't like the smell of fresh baked bread, but that's another story. <laughs> um, <clears throat> when I have a when I have a New Yorker come in yeah. and say, thank you, finally, someone did it. Yeah. I've been missing this. I've lived here for 11 years. I've lived here for five years. I pack my suitcase. I bring an extra suitcase to New York. Every time I go home, I freeze the bagel. You know, that those are the comp- compliments. No offense to all the locals because I love it. I love it, but... That is like when I get the New Yorker saying, "You brought me home." Yeah, that's for me. That's like that's it. You know, wow. that's the, that's that's the whole idea. So, what's next for its bagels? <laughs> Another store planned? Oh, yeah. I mean, we'd love to. Um, I, uh, yeah, I think why not? You know, I, it's 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 going really well. Um, <laughs> Why not shake it up and see if we can do it again? You know, um, there's other neighborhoods, there's other areas. Primrose Hill is kind of an island unto itself too, which is like, it's an anomaly. And I can't tell if like, you know, if we open in Shoreditch or we open in Notting Hill or we open in in in, in Soho or wherever, like, if, will we be as cool? Will we be as, as popular? Will people even bother to come in? Will, are we going to be a, you know, just another grab and go? Because in Primrose Hill, there's really not that much stuff. I've, there's a few really great spots, but there's not that much, but there's also, it's, it's, it's not like, there's no tube right nearby. It's like sort of close, but not really. Um, and it's a tiny little community. There is I mean, another new bagel shop that's just opened. And there's another, well, I mean. <laughs> a, a, a legendary Ronnie's bagel. Yeah, yeah. North London bagel. Yeah. And I, and I um, haven't done any measurements, but I believe that you're probably 10x factor on them uh, in terms of. Yeah. You know, I mean, honestly, it's so funny because I haven't met Ronnie yet, but everyone says you couldn't meet a nicer guy. Yeah. Right. Um, and I really don't believe in competition when it comes to food. I think competition is always with yourself. Anyone who's been a chef, anyone who's ever ever opened a restaurant, um, <clears throat> you don't, I mean, you're wasting your time spinning your wheels looking at other people's sales. It doesn't matter. And it's the same thing with photography for me. You know, like I could have gone around and maybe I did for early parts of my career. Hey, why is that guy getting that magazine cover? Or why is that job going to that person? And you waste a lot of your energy worrying about competition. I think, Having another bagel shop in the neighborhood is the best thing for us. First of all, I think ours are better. No offense to Ronnie, but like I think ours are better. Obviously, yep. I mean, and but it also it it's how many salad wars are going on in in Primrose Hill? You know, what I mean, how many how many hot dog wars are going on? How many sausage roll wars? There's, I mean, if people are talking about bagels, like ooh, there's there's Ronnie's across the street, and I hear there's a Gales opening too, yep. and Gales makes bagels, and you know, blah blah blah. I'm like, great. I mean. 
Let's open a whole street full of bagel shops. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, it, yeah. it, who cares? You know, I mean, obviously, would prefer not to have a whole street. But but I think we've started something really cool. And if people like Ronnie's bagels better, they can go there. And if they want like our ba- bagels better, they can come to ours. And it's totally, you know, yeah. there's, there's there's bigger things to worry about, I think. I mean, what's paradoxical to me, other than the, like, the enormous PR that you've got, is... And and I actually thought when when I walked past that evening before you opened, I thought, oh, this is Brick Lane Bagels coming to coming coming to Primrose Hill, and um, I introduced myself. But it, it, it's it, I think what was evident to me it was just so simple, quite old school, but yet really contemporary and trendy. And it's just like the paradox of trendy old school is is that <laughs> the secret of your success there? Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> I think so. I think you're right. Um... I think it, very much like in, in the same terms in, in, in fashion, you could see um, reference to 20 years ago, 30 years ago, 50 years ago. It, things come back, right? Mm. Um, and it's a matter of, I mean, what have we not seen in, in the world right now? What, what, what gadget, what toy, what food? I mean, you go on Instagram now and the shit people are making is I mean it's mind blowing, but it, and not always good at all. I mean, it, like weird and crazy and fun and really brilliant. And you know, anyway, what I'm saying is like, you could reinvent a million things. Um, I just stuck to what I thought was like truest to mm. form, right? Like to me, um, the bagel shop design is meant to feel like you're in New York. Like when you're in that space, yeah. <clears throat> it's reminiscent. You know, the the floors are meant to like sort of represent like you know the checkered floors mm. sort of like a linoleum floor what you'd find in any any bagel shop the tin ceiling what you'd find in any bagel shop yeah. the backlit menu the the you know the the deli display all this stuff you know the wood wood paneling what you'd find in a bagel shop it's a little bit turned up the design is a little bit more refined than maybe some like mm. schlocky one on the you know in the bronx or whatever which is just if I could have built a shop like that for 50 grand, I would have done it. Um, you know, and, but then also the posters on the wall, the photos on the wall, they're, they're mine. Like they're literally mine. I mean, there's photos in there that are 80 years old, 70 years old that are of my grandmother in, in Brooklyn. You know, it's, I'm not, I'm not actually making it like to your point. It's, it's not necessarily anything new. I'm just putting it out of context. It's in London. It's in Primrose Hill. Yeah. And that is, I think, what people are really responding to. Plus, you know, I think I think the branding on the, you know, the bags and the cups yeah. and the, you know, the the wrappers and everything. And, you know, my designer and partner, Yuri Magic, is genius. He he did some incredible designs uh for us, referencing old Greek coffee cups and yeah. thank you bags and things like that. You know, the takeaway bags, stuff you get in the States. Um, it's all about touching on that sort of like I guess touching on home for me, yeah. which is you know New York is a big place, and people there's other New Yorkers here. I guess it's also your photographic eye on the detail and every aspect of the <laughs> sure of the business. Sure, um, yeah, yeah, definitely helps. I mean, that was one part I was like the most confident in. Um, looking at another shop now, it's it's much bigger, uh, which is going to be great for us from an operational standpoint. But I'm like, how do I give it that cozy feel? Yeah, and so I, that was what I was up until. One in the morning last night doing <laughs> drawing. I don't even know if we have the shop yet, but I get excited by that stuff, creating the environment. And and in in summary, what have you learned, and what what would you do 
differently now going forward? Um, what will you do differently going forward? What have I learned? Uh, I mean, so much. I'm trying to think of like, what's the like kernel of all of it? Um, yeah, I think that the biggest takeaway, right? Cause my day job as a photographer, you deliver one thing, right? Like we'll, we'll start, let's say we start talking, you know, January 1st about a, a, a photo shoot. By the time we do all the Zoom calls and all the creative conferences and whatever, we're talking like sometimes two, three weeks, sometimes way longer, but typically two or three weeks of talking, um, planning, pre-production, all that. And you go on set and you shoot and you get this one day or you get two days. Sometimes you're lucky three or four days. You go someplace or shoot in a studio, whatever it is. And you, and you, and you make this thing and then you go home and you edit it and then you send it to the client and then you wait a week and then the client comes back and says, these are the ones we want. And then you go to your retoucher and you retouch it. And it's like, by the time you get from, by the time you get to a finished product that you see in a magazine or on a billboard or on some feed or whatever it is you're doing, <clears throat> talking about like six months, typically, sometimes four, sometimes two weeks, depends on what you're doing. But like everything is absolute. And every time I make a picture for a client, I'm thinking this needs to be just right. I need to do it as close to what they want while being true to what my vision. And there's a lot of pressure on these little sort of minutia, right? And so in my head, I was thinking like, oh, bagel shop's going to be a piece of cake. You do the same thing every day. Mm. Like you wake up, you make the bagels, you sell the bagels, clean it up, and go home. Play some music, you know, hang out, see your friends, whatever. But like, we're talking about like, there's no, there's no um, pressure to do, to be the next Jurgen Teller or David Sims or whoever it is. <clears throat> there's no, there's no like, this is, we're talking about go in, it's Sisyphus, right? And that's funny because I didn't think about this, but Sisyphus is actually on our, on our coffee cup, yeah. pushing the bagel up the hill. But that's the thing is like, it's every day. And, and I, and I could not be further from, from that, like the idea that this was going to be simple and just about making one thing that is not sort of attached to my sort of like, uh, my ego or my, or my, my dedication to, um, <clears throat> to, to like a, a broader creative endeavor is somehow going to be, it was just like, I'll throw all that out the window. It's, it's, it is massively important. And you have to do it every day. And so part of the, part of what I learned is like, let go of the small stuff. Every restaurateur is like, yeah, we had a shit show yesterday. Kitchen caught on fire. Somebody, you know, dropped dead in the restaurant, whatever. You know what I mean? <laughs> like shit happens. Guess what? You have to open tomorrow. Get over it. <laughs> yeah. Got to do it again tomorrow. Yeah. We, had, we had a flood. We had our refrigerator go down. I had to throw away uh, 10,000 pounds worth of food. Like I, 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 I get on my kid's case because they leave like three bites on their, on their plate. And then I, I went and threw out, you know, like 40 kilos of salmon and I was, oh. it was killing me because yeah. we, we lost our refrigerator one time. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and ultimately I forget who said this to me. I wish I really I knew, but. Someone was like, if you can do 1% improvement every day. Yeah, that's the old. That's it. 
um, build a better restaurant. Uh, I don't know if you've ever listened to that podcast. Yeah, no, I'm keen to get him on air on on one day. But yeah, yeah. yeah. build a I better mean, restaurant. It's got. A, I think it's uh, it could uh, be Danny Myers as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One percent, one percent every day. One percent. Yeah. Theoretically, in a hundred days, you'll be perfect, yeah. right? <laughs> Starting from zero, but then you get knocked yeah, down five percent yeah, sometimes. Yeah. But if you could just do that one percent every day, and um, and uh, sort of learn to let go of the stuff, then and now that you've created this and looking at other other sites potentially. Um, yeah. Is, is this going to become the biggest thing in your life and photography <laughs> becomes any relevance? I'm, I'm searching for a, a perfect balance. I mean, that's life, isn't it? You're a dad. Yeah. Like, balance is everything. Finding a way, you know, because as much as it's from the outside, it looks like, which one, photography or bagels? It's all for my kids. Yeah. And not literally, like, from a financial standpoint, yep. they're going to get jobs, but like, but I mean, it's all so I can be with my, like enjoy my life, be with my family. Um, I'm a happy man because I get to do these great jobs. I'm so lucky. I'm so blessed. and so grateful for that. Um, <clears throat> so for me, the balance isn't necessarily like photography versus bagels. It's uh, how do you get, you know, how do you be a great dad, great husband, uh, how do the bagels stay consistent? People are happy at the shop. How do you still get to do your creative stuff and travel and and do the thing that you really love? I mean, I really genuinely it's not an either or. You you have two kids, right? Yeah, well, I actually got three. Yeah, three. Yeah, you've it, seen two of them. I was gonna, yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say like you you know, even though you may secretly have an answer, uh, I wouldn't answer on 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 the podcast. But like, who do you love the most? You, you know, like you can't. It's like. I mean, maybe you can, but we don't, we don't want to talk about I it. I can't. <laughs> but you know what <laughs> I mean? Like, sure. It's like you can't, it, it, it's, you can't, um, they're all important and they're all part of what make you who you are. Yeah. Um, and I feel the same way about the photography thing. I love it. I absolutely love, I was down in Harbor Island shooting on a beach and I was thinking to myself, how lucky am I that after I wrap, I'm floating around in, this, in, the, in the sunset in this like beautiful water crystal clear water and i'm not stuck in a walk-in right now cleaning up like a bunch of jalapeno juice that fell off <laughs> yeah. the counter and then at the same time i walk into the shop like this morning on a friday and we're rammed on a friday morning a lot of people Fighting. work from home and i'm like this is fucking awesome yeah i couldn't give this up i couldn't give that up yeah you know so so i don't want to give either one yeah. up um and you know sometimes it's a question of bandwidth it's like how much do i put in um ironically with the photography stuff um because everything's so oversaturated right now and i've done the photography i've i've gone the route in my career as a photographer where it's like work 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 do as much as you can shoot that yes i'll shoot that yes i'll shoot that yes i'll shoot that and the work doesn't get any better and ultimately you burn out so what's funny is like because of brexit sort of isolating us here like a lot of clients don't want to come to England because it costs them more. There's tariffs, there's customs waiting things. Sometimes things don't arrive. So you don't have a lot of clients coming over from overseas. I used to come here all the time as a photographer with American clients sometimes. No one, no one really does that. The French don't want to do it anymore than the Spanish. So I have a lot, lot less work here for that reason. And then you've got COVID really knocked it back down. Uh, I shoot a lot on location. So I don't know if you've, you know, the rain is prohibitive in some ways in England. So I've almost had to edit, like I, the, the amount of work that I even can get by virtue of living in England has been edited. Mm -hmm. And in this funny paradoxical way, like it's made me 
work way more focused and way harder on the work that I do get. And therefore it gets better. And when it gets better, you get better work. You know, you get asked to shoot for American Vogue and Italian Vogue and British Vogue. And suddenly you're doing these really cool editorials and then you do those and then, and, and you have the time to think about them and make them great. And then you do those and then suddenly you're getting these advertising campaigns that you never in a million years thought you might get. And that's great. And so you get paid a little bit more for that stuff, which means you have to work a little less. So it's like this great kind yeah. of symbiotic strategy. It's like, actually, not that this is a photography podcast, but like, guess what? Don't do too much. Do do less better, you know. Do less better. Not Final, with bagels. <laughs> do more better. <laughs> Final trick question. Yeah. Who does the photography for its bagels? Ooh, so I I do sort of. Um it's there are we don't really have that much like actual photography out there yet. Like we haven't I've been sort of conscious not to make the brand at least for now, <clears throat> feel intentionally like, hey, welcome to It's Bagels. This is yeah. how we are. This is our branded, this is, mm -hmm. you know, this photo because it looks, you know, I feel like we see so much of it now, not just from restaurants, which we do, but like from everywhere. Like there's the, the, this like brand identity associated with photography, associated with our, our Instagram feed or social media of, of any kind. Like it's so formulaic that <clears throat> and and I'm making an excuse for myself because I'm actually just like shit at keeping up with it and I don't have the time or the money to hire somebody to run my Instagram or my my social and if I did I'd probably be hovering over them because they wouldn't be getting it right. <laughs> you know, it's just like right. it's it's one of those things that's just like okay, I do it at 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 eleven o'clock at night before I go to bed, or you know, like or and I, you know, I'll come up with a post or I'll think, oh, we got to change our hours. I'll, I'll yeah. go get a cool picture and make a collage and whatever, you know. So I do a lot of the photo stuff, but um, ultimately, in the long term, I think that's unsustainable. Uh, that said, I was thinking about doing. Uh, we we want to start delivery soon, so we want to do these like these packages, and I need to to take a picture of one. Um, so I might, I might do that uh, this weekend, do a little bagel, bagel shoot. <laughs> it's Bagels is located in the heart of Primrose Hill. Um, what is it you like about being based, you know, in Camden, you know, within the, the borough of Camden, you know, in, in Primrose Hill? I mean, uh, you know, for so long, I've been visiting Primrose Hill with my family because it's such a beautiful little picturesque village. <clears throat> the park is right there. Got all these great little shops and cafes along the along Regent's Park Road, and it's a quick dip into Camden. And I don't know. That's just it's just it's it, you know, as a foreigner moving here, um, you have this like preconceived idea about what London is going to be like. I mean, I'd visited many times, but um, it, it pretty much sounds like sort of this quintessential, you know, quaint beautiful neighborhood and I genuinely even though sometimes I'm there at hours I wish I wasn't and or for too many hours at a time sometimes because of the uh, sheer amount of work that the bagel shop brings in uh, brings me um, you know ultimately you stop and you look up and you look around and you're like so great neighbors are great mm -hmm. um, I, I get to meet loads of people uh, you know having the shop and, and and yeah it's just it's a it's a really it's its own little special island in the middle of London in London you know and do you ever use Camden as a backdrop in your photography I have actually I've shot on your on on well I've shot next door many times and I've shot along these roads right around right around here um, a bunch actually funnily just talking about it last night with uh, with a friend 
uh, who I ran into outside of, outside of the shop. Um, I've shot in Primrose Hill and in Camden, and I remember one shoot in the middle of the rain in Camden, just down what's the what's that big intersection just just down this way, just on, just on where the, the where the Camden where, High Street, yeah, yeah, where the oh, man, the World's End is pub is, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So we shot there, right near the tube station. Exactly, we shot there in one of the most torrential downpours <laughs> I've ever had to shoot in, and the client at the time because they were. Um, because they were uh, Spanish, stuck in Spain during lockdown. They they couldn't be there. And they were like, you need to get this picture on this street. We don't care if it's raining, cover it, whatever, figure it out. And we're all literally there. <laughs> it was so it was so rainy that even like the vagrants and the sort of like the randos that are like usually hanging out there, they had all gone to where, I don't know where they gone, crawled back into wherever places they go. Uh, it was, the streets were absolutely empty and I was just standing there soaking a 4,000 pound camera with water <laughs> thinking to myself like, uh, what am I doing here? But um, no, I love Camden. It's, uh, it's, it's a great backdrop. The Camden High is uh, reminiscent of like Canal Street for me yeah. back home and, and uh, you know, and, and I've shot around, yeah, I've shot dozens of times around here, yeah. Thanks for joining us here today on Camdenis. Thank you. Thanks for having me. And that's all this week for Camdenis. Camdenis was recorded in Serendipity Studios in Arlington Road for the Camden Clean Air Initiative. Time